0: If you just don't wanna think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com and happy Mother's Day
1: to you. I would totally recommend this approach 100%. I think
2: um, what was really nice about the program for me was that it was the perfect amount of structure
0: Hey guys, welcome back. I am super excited about today's episode. And I know I say that about every episode, but this one is truly different. I am interviewing some of the fabulous parents of our 100 First Foods graduates. And what that means is their babies have tried 100 different foods with baby led weaning before they turned one. And if you are at all feeling nervous or scared or hesitant to start solid foods or try baby led weaning, I just want you to listen to these moms' stories. Now, I did not reach out to moms solely. I reached out to dads too, but you know how it goes. Moms are for the most part in charge of feeding solid foods. And I tried to get a real big variety of different types of moms. First time moms, moms who've done this before, moms from different parts of the world, feeding multiples, feeding singletons. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you're interested in checking out the 100 First Foods Approach to Starting Solid Foods with Baby Lead Weaning, my colleague, Dawn Winkleman, she's a speech language pathologist and I co-teach a digital program called the 100 First Foods Field Guide. It's open for enrollment. So hopefully you're listening to this when enrollment's open. If not, we co-teach this program just a few times each year. Go to 100firstfoods.com to get signed up or to add your name to the wait list and we'll contact you the next time the program is open for enrollment. I hope you enjoyed this episode with our 100 First Foods graduates. All right, guys, I wanna introduce you to Kayla Sherwood. She is a mom of boy-girl twins William in Adelaide. They just finished 100 First Foods with baby-led weaning at 11 and a half months. And what I love about Kayla's story is that she's a nurse by training. She's worked in pediatric and adult oncology, but she shares how even when she was starting Solid Foods with her twins, she had some anxiety. And she said that she took that to heart. But that having this program where she knew exactly what five foods to introduce the babies to each day really helped her kind of conquer some of those fears. So I think you're going to love her insight, especially if you're a mom of multiples for how baby led weaning can help simplify your life. Here's Kayla. How would you say they're doing now? Like are they eating as you would anticipate? Do you think they're not eating enough? Like, How are you feeling going into like the first birthday, having done 100 foods with them and baby-led weaning? Like, what's your assessment of their abilities to feed themselves?
1: I feel amazing. They pretty much can eat whatever we eat already now. So it's like a huge relief that I'm not having to cook them specific other things. They take to it. I mean, I can't keep up in my kitchen. I feel like Sundays and Mondays are my prep day of how much food Um, that they're consuming and they do go to school during the day. And, and I, the teacher said, all they do is eat, they gobble it all up. Your meals even look great that we want to taste them. And so they've done a really good job and they have a, have each of the foods individually, but then we've also done um, mixtures of it. So whether it's just the cauliflower and then we make a fritter with the cauliflower and so that they, you know, it's the same type of foods that they're eating just in a different texture, a different way.
0: That is amazing. Okay. Do you have any advice for other twin parents? who might be considering doing baby-led weaning and the 100 First Foods approach, like, do you think it ends up saving time? Was it kind of a hassle? Like, would you recommend this approach or
1: not? I would totally recommend this approach. I had no idea. I have a nephew, so I kind of understood a little bit and even as a nurse, but my biggest thought is, is patience. Um, As as a nurse myself, I was very anxious of not just the choking or the gagging hazard, but also just being able to truly enjoy the mealtime with them where I have one that is, Craving and always hungry and making noises and always wanting more and more and more. And then the other one, you know, wasn't eating. And so I had this, a lot of anxiety about it at first as to, are they getting it? Are they going to be able to self-sufficiently feed? And I remember one of your comments was like, give it, you know, two months to truly let them indulge, to to even look at the food, to play with it. Um, And I really took that to heart and tried not to analyze and You know, not feed them myself of picking up the food for them and and providing it to them. Um, That it's just made my it's made it so much more enjoyable, and that I can have breakfast with them and not have to cook a separate meal has been probably the biggest blessing. Of um, my husband's a picky eater, so having him as a picky eater, but my two kids um, eat whatever I eat, it's amazing and nice to not have to be so time consuming. Like I said before, I do a lot of the meal preps for all of us on Sundays or Mondays. Um, and then I'm pretty much done outside of a couple snacks. I'll, I'll do toast here and there, you know, with uh, homemade hummus or pesto or something. But um, other than that, it's so easy.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. This is so helpful. I really appreciate it. Next up, I wanna introduce you guys to Erin Calloway. I feel like such a stalker because I feel like I know Erin in real life, but I don't. I do know her from Instagram, her page at the Callaway's Eat is where I first met her when she was doing the 100 First Foods program with her daughter, Sunny, who the day Sunny finished 100 First Foods, Erin found out she was pregnant with Rowan, her third, and now Rowan has started Solid Foods. So he's doing the 100 First Foods. So she's kind of sharing a unique perspective as a mom who's doing this for the second time having the whole system set out for her. But what's different for their family, this time they're living in Greece. So they're an American family living abroad. Erin shares a little bit about some of the challenges about that, some of the benefits. And then she's also sharing with us what the difference is between her anxiety level and her knowledge level the first time she did 100 First Foods versus the second time. So I hope you guys love meeting Erin as much as I did. First time we ever talked, even though I feel like we're best friends from Instagram. And again, her page is the Callaways Eat. Here's Aaron Callaway. I love that you guys are doing. You know, you're doing one new allergenic food every Friday. Tell me about how it went with eggs, which you did in week one of baby-led weaning.
3: Right. Yeah. Rowan gags a lot more than Sunny did, so it's eggs were kind of difficult for him. I did the fried egg and then cut it into strips. But then the next day when I introduced pumpkin, I used your pumpkin muffin recipe. And I, so it was just, you know, banana, pumpkin and eggs and cinnamon. And he loved it. So that introducing eggs that way to him again was just, it was easier for him.
0: For parents who are just starting out on solid foods, they're not like you, this is their first baby or their first time doing baby led weaning and they're feeling apprehensive or like, God, 100 Foods is way too much. What would you say to a mom just starting out who's kind of on the fence about whether or not to do the 100 First Foods approach?
3: It's so much fun. Just do it. Like it, I know it—it it is overwhelming. I remember, I think we got to food 21. And I was like, I cannot like 80 or 79 more foods. I cannot do this. And I I just remember having that feeling. And I honestly think it was then that you followed us or something. So like something happened and it was like, all right, now I, now I have to, (laughs) I kind of have to, but it was so fun just watching her skills develop. Um, and I'm excited to see what Rowan does too.
0: I like that social media stalking is what inspired you right. to stay on the 100 First Foods track. And so I'm so excited because Rowan's going to be in our group. We have a new group of 100 First Foods starting. We do a Facebook Live every week. Dawn and I, she's a speech-language pathologist who specializes in pediatric swallowing. We host Facebook Live. So in case parents have questions along the way or you're starting to get a little dejected or you're running out of steam, Dawn and I are there to answer your questions inside of our small group because I know it's one thing to post stuff on on Instagram, but it's so nice to have a private group where you can also ask questions like, hey, is this normal or this is freaking me out? Um, and I also love the, the opportunity to share different recipes because you'll probably have tried new foods with Rowan from Greece that other parents in the US are like, oh, I didn't even know babies could eat that. So it's a really great right. supportive environment. And we're just so excited to have Rowan like for round two of your family for 100 First Foods.
3: I cannot speak highly enough about the baby led weaning community. I've met some of my best friends through this Instagram page. <laughs> That's it's, amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. We're also so excited to watch Rowan tackle his next like 92 foods.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no sweat, right? Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I appreciate it.
0: Next up, I wanna introduce you guys to Renee Cameron. She is a mom of baby boy, Elijah. He's almost 13 months now, but back when he was six and a half months of age, they started solid foods using the 100 First Foods approach. And she's gonna share a little bit about how her pregnancy journey was difficulty, her nursing journey was difficulty, and she's like feeling super overwhelmed going into starting solid foods. But when she eventually found the 100 First Foods program, it really started getting serious about planning out the foods that the baby was gonna eat. She said it kind of lifted a lot of the stress off of her shoulder. So she'll share with you where she's from, where she's used to living, where she's living now. Uh, She had a little bit of a different geographical situation than other parents, but I think you're gonna love her story. So with no further ado, this is Renee Cameron, mom of Elijah. And I love your story too, because you share that like, okay, it was stressful, For you, your pregnancy was stressful. Then nursing was stressful because of the tongue tie. And then now you're starting solid foods. Like literally every degree of parenting is stressful. But part of why we made the whole 100 First Foods program is to like take some of the stress out of the planning as far as like what your baby can eat. So did you find it was helpful to have that structure each week, like knowing which foods to feed?
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think um, what was really nice about the program for me was that it was the perfect amount of structure without being really prescriptive, like because we're living in Turkey. I don't speak fluent Turkish. I speak conversational Turkish, so I can kind of read a little bit of the resources that I hear for weaning. But um, a lot of what I know about weaning my child is from English resources, but a lot of those are written um, in the US or the UK or Australia. And I can't get all the ingredients that they're introducing to those kids um, easily here. And so that's a little bit stressful when I look at other like recipe books, recipe books and stuff. Um, I feel like I can't do the program that other um, experts were setting out. But I loved this one because it was just a pattern. It wasn't like I had to do every food that you had listed on the 101st Foods guide that you had. It was just the structure that I could use and run with.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com weaning and get 10% off your first month
2: another reason I found it really fun to do the program was because in Australia, and I'm guessing like in the US, you can get a ton of pre-made baby food. And we don't really have that here. Like there's maybe one or two brands. And so there's like six or seven flavors available in the supermarket and they're really expensive. So most local parents make their own food for their baby, right? Um, a lot of them would then like puree it rather than doing baby led weaning. And I just found that extra work so exhausting going from, you know, exclusively nursing where you don't really have to think about like what you're offering your child or or sterilizing bottles or anything. Suddenly I'm having to cook multiple times a day um, and blend food and freeze food and think about all that. And I found that transition really hard, but then when we moved to baby led weaning, it was just so much simpler. It was a lot less just because I, you know, a lot of the foods we were feeding, I could also eat. I'm not going to sit there eating a lamb puree, but I will happily eat like a slow cooked piece of lamb. And so doing the program and doing baby led weaning took a lot of the, the pressure and anxiety out of um, feeding solids. So that was really nice because I think before that, like we'd been on holiday before coronavirus happened, we'd been on holiday in Australia. And I'd like looked at the aisle of all the foods, the pre-made foods and thought, this feels like a nice, like easy option to wean if I wanted to go through that way. But I'm really glad that it worked out that I was feeding my child like actual food.
0: And I feel the same way, like having the other adults to talk to in the group was like my adult outlet. Every, oh my
2: gosh. Because
0: I might get home with seven kids all day long, like talking to them. Right. So I love having the other parents to talk to. And also you guys just become such an international group, which has been really cool. Like mm-hmm. there's parents in... Egypt, who met each other because they were both doing 100 First Foods. There's a big group of moms in Singapore. There's a few from Turkey. Like, it's been, we've been learning so much about. I teach a cultural foods class at a couple of colleges here in the US. And like, I have used the moms' stories of the foods they're feeding their babies in these different countries. So, like, it's, it's been such a cool experience because at the end Absolutely. of the day, our babies all have to learn how to eat no matter where you are. And we ideally like for them to eat real foods, but we need them to do it safely, which is why Dawn and I are there to answer your guys' questions. So, I'm so glad you found that part helpful.
2: Absolutely, and you know, for us as well, it was like there were two months where kids under the age of twenty weren't allowed out at all. It's like twenty four seven curfew. So for me to be doing weaning like that for that two months to kind of coincide to when we were starting solids, pretty intimidating because it also meant that like we weren't going to the hospital as often for our checkups to talk to the pediatrician, and um, I was stuck at home all the time. So having like a fun program and then having regular check ins with people who could help me with that without having to leave the house, that was worth everything. Everything I paid for the program, I feel like was worth it for that. So yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate your time and hearing about Elijah. And it has been such an honor and so enjoyable to watch him learn how to eat. Next up is Lauren McClure. Now Lauren's family lives in North Carolina, both her and her husband work full time, and they never worked from home during the pandemic. So their daughter Kira was starting solid foods with baby led weaning during the height of coronavirus, like when there was the panic at the grocery stores and there wasn't very much food, they had grandparents watching her and trying to deal with like them kind of freaking out about gagging. And yet they managed to keep their cool and make it happen. Kira successfully reached her 100 First Foods with a little bit of bumps along the way. And Lauren's going to share those with us now. Give us a little background about Kira. I know she's 13 months old, but take us back seven months ago when you started Solid Foods. How'd you know what baby led weaning was? How, why'd you decide to do 100 First Foods? Like Tell us the whole story.
4: Yeah, so I definitely have picky eating that runs in my family. My brother, he's in his mid-20s now. He has a a sensory disorder. So I know that's a little bit of a unique situation, but he has extreme picky eating. And I really just wanted to combat that. And I wanted her to like and accept um, a variety of foods. And when she was four months old, she was diagnosed with a a congenital condition and she ended up having a few surgeries on her skull before we started baby led weaning and then actually during that process. And so baby led weaning actually kind of became to me a way to find something that was fun and exciting that I felt like we could win at, that we were um, kind of in control of during that whole process where we had something that was going on that was Out of our control, that was scary. That you know was bringing a lot of anxiety. And so the baby led weaning really gave us something that we could look forward to every single week, planning out what the foods were going to be, and seeing her just thrive during that journey. While we had some other things that were going on, was really amazing.
0: And I know you guys were doing all of the new foods and stuff during the pandemic, and that Mm -hmm. your mother in law watches Kira. And I was just curious. Mm -hmm. No, now she's 13 months. She eats everything you guys eat. But how did Your mother in law deal, or how did she do with this idea of like, hey, I'm going to work and she's going to eat all these foods? Like, how was that transition?
4: Yeah, so definitely we did everything that we could to make it as easy as possible on her. So, you know, that was making sure she had a high chair uh, with a footrest and a flat mat and, you know, the apron bib and her easy peasy uh, first food set. We had all of that stuff at my mother-in-law's so she had all of the the uh the tools that she needed and when we were first starting out it's funny i remember it was like the third day that she had done solid foods and i you know confidently was like oh yeah you can you can give her a banana here's how you cut the banana up into long strips and there's actually a video that my father-in-law was taking where she's eating the banana. It's her third day of eating and she gags on it. And my father-in-law is like, call an ambulance. <laughs> he immediately just panics and thinks that she's going to choke. So we kind of took a step back for a little while with my mother-in-law and uh, did some naturally pureed food. So, you know, gave her some, some yogurt that she could do on a preloaded spoon until she got a little bit more comfortable. And I'd say about six, weeks in, she was really able to see, um, those, those quick win foods and how she was, how she was progressing in her eating journey. And they actually started becoming m- even more adventurous than me and would ask me, Hey, can I give her strawberries? Um, at, you know, while I'm, I'm at work and I'm like, okay, yeah, you can give her strawberries. Here's how you should cut them up. So, um, I'd say, you know, by about a month and a half, they were, you know, fully on board with baby level weaning and they bragged to all of their other grandparent friends and show pictures and videos of her eating sardines and using her spoon and her fork.
0: I love that. I love the grandparents bragging about the baby when they were scared of doing it six weeks ago. And one thing I want to point out that you mentioned that's so important is that it took about six weeks for the caregiver in that case, grandparents to get comfortable Mm -hmm. With the baby being able to eat. And most babies, you guys will take four, six, sometimes even eight weeks to really kind of get in the flow of feeding themselves. And so just be advised that those first few weeks can be a little rocky. They can be a little anxiety inducing. And you feel like your baby's not eating that much. You're like, why am I even doing this? But in the grander scheme of things, I mean, listen to Lauren's story. She's the mom of a 13 month old who now basically eats everything the rest of the family eats. There's no drama with regards to mealtime. She's able to be at work and not be worried about, you know, her daughter and needing to make special foods, but those first few weeks can be a little bit, they can be nail biters, I guess you might say. Props to you guys. You did an awesome job. It's been such a pleasure watching Kira learn how to eat.
4: Yeah. And I think that the, you know, the hundred first foods that what's in the course is a great guideline, but definitely our cohort during the pandemic you know, how to be flexible with those substitutions. You know, I'll tell you what, I never had a problem finding those really obscure ancient grains.
0: (laughs) Or what to do with them. Finding them is the first step of the battle, but it's like, what do you actually do with them? And it is such a great supportive community of like other parents who are At the same point as you, because sometimes it can feel so isolating, especially if you're the only one in your friend group or your family, or you only have one child at home and you feel like you're doing this in a bubble by yourself. You're not. There's a whole group of people all around the world that are actually introducing many of these new foods. And a lot of people, we had a big group from Singapore in your particular group, and they were like trying all sorts of different foods that you might not have access to in the United States. But it was just so cool to see all the babies around the world learning how to feed themselves and a lot more foods than Most people would give babies credit for.
4: I think another great thing about you know being in this cohort with a bunch of other parents and caregivers on the same journey is that whenever somebody has a question, even if it's not a question that you've thought of, um, there there's benefit in in hearing the answers to all of the different questions that come up. Another thing, as I was you know learning about baby-led weaning and starting to get interested in it. I was thinking more about the dietary aspect of it, just the food aspect of it. But I think what Dawn brings to it was was something that I never was looking for, but didn't know that I needed, right? Her her perspective of a speech language pathologist and the mechanics that go into eating was not something that I had um, had in mind, you know, when I was starting this journey, but I feel so much more confident and educated about Kira's milestones and how she was doing along the way because of just the aspect that she brings into it with everything that went into designing like the tiny cup and the tiny spoons and learning about why it's important to use a mat or a bowl when you're feeding. Those were things that I don't think I would've learned anywhere else.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us.
3: Mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story about Kira. We really appreciate it.
4: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much.
0: Next, I want to introduce you guys to Marielle Ultra. Now, Marielle is the mom of Isa, who finished her hundred first foods before she turned one. And Marielle was super involved in our private Facebook group. She was on every live Q and A, asking amazing questions. But I invited her to be on this particular episode because she ended up being such a great resource to other parents, always willing to share her experiences, her advice with what she had gone through with Isa. So, for example, like if another mom or caregiver would ask about for example, dropping the first milk feed, Marielle was always willing to share, hey, we just did that last month. Here's what I did. Here's our timing. Here's what our schedule was. Here's what our schedule is. So I think she's really emblematic of the entire community aspect of a private group like this. So with no further ado, here's Marielle Ultra. You are super active inside of our Facebook group and our Facebook lives, like asking Fabulous, amazing questions. Did you find like the, the community aspect to be helpful, especially because we were doing this during quarantine?
2: It changed a little bit. Like at the beginning, it was very helpful to feel that I had an expert that was kind of guiding me through the process. And then as the time progressed, and I got a little bit more comfortable with it and, and more expert on it, it was helpful to feel like I was helping others as they were embarking on that process.
0: And you definitely but, were. I could always see like Marielle, could you tell that because I would remember like when you guys were transitioning, for example, from like two down to one nap or when you were weaning off of you were guys were getting to the point where you were weaning way less milk and trying to do more food, it, you would be so helpful to the other parents who are in the same position. And I I really appreciated that because, you know, as an expert, I can talk about it, but like when the mom who just went through it last month is saying it, it's a little bit more immediate.
2: Yeah, I I think each parent probably has their own way of learning and feeling comfortable with things. I think in my case, I feel comfortable when I have like a resource or something that helps me like make up my own mind. uh, And then it helps me to be able to like help others. Um, But I know there's other parents that you know, learn more from when they see other parents do it. So I think it depends a lot on your learning style, but I do think that having that community provides you like different input and, you know, people that you can reach out to.
0: Well, Marielle, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. It has been such a pleasure watching Issa learn how to eat and you've been really inspiring and so helpful to other moms inside of our group as well. Next up, I want to introduce you guys to Kelly and Tay. Kelly is the mom of baby Kate. And her family lives in Singapore, and I have been pseudo stalking their whole family on Instagram for a while now. I love the power of social media, being able to connect with different families. I feel like I actually know Kelly in real person, even though she lives halfway around the world from me. And it's been such a pleasure watching her daughter Kate do her hundred first foods and to get to know their family, the foods they were trying, the struggles they were having. She was super active inside of our Facebook group. So, with no further ado, here's Kelly and Tay. All right, so tell me a little bit about Kate. How when you started baby-led weaning, what, what were some of the hardest things for you guys to do besides the gagging, like getting over your fear of gagging?
5: The idea of wasting food, I think because I was brought up in an environment where, you know, it was clean up what was on your plate, finish your food. It's a, uh, you know, food's a blessing, right? You don't just like discard it. Um, so I think that was quite hard for me to see because, you know, at the beginning, they kind of just, you know, it's a win even if they lick the food or they just munch on it and spit it out or, or just touch it even. So finishing the meal and then realizing that there was this whole plate of food that was still going was quite difficult for me to grapple with mentally. Um, But I eventually did sort that out with myself once I realized that, look, this is my issue, not hers. She doesn't have to eat her food. And then just being very realistic about what kind of portions I was putting out in the first place so that I would minimize the amount of waste. And then I remember in the Facebook group, you and Dawn were quite encouraging about this and saying that, you know, it's okay. You can put it back in the fridge and then it can come back out later for the next meal. And so generally when things weren't very touched, I would just do that. And then, so it helped quite a bit.
0: And I know you said it's commonplace for people to do traditional spoon feeding in Singapore, but I feel like you single-handedly are changing that because so many moms from Singapore have joined the 100 First Foods program because of you. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, how do you know every other mom in Singapore? I feel like.
5: (laughs) I don't. I just, um, well, I Instagram. so I guess posting about Kate's journey has made people see that it is possible. I don't post a whole lot, but I do share a little bit about what she's having for breakfast or lunch when I have the time. And I think people seeing that has made the difference because I think even for myself, I didn't believe a child could eat the kinds of food Kate eats until I saw it for myself, until I saw it in action, which is why I'm really... I don't know. I guess I'm a big believer in it and I want to spread the word because I think there's, there's no need to go the hard way chasing after your child with a spoon if you can have a very joyous time at the table with a baby who feeds themselves. So I think through posting and then telling people about it in my mom's groups or when we go to play dates, people are really curious because they haven't really seen a baby eat like that. So I think people get curious and then they ask questions and then I tell them about it. And then I guess the part about your course that I really like, that I always stress to people is if you're starting solids right now, it's a good time to do the course because you have actual questions that are coming up every day. I know I did. And then also the live Q&As would really help because you basically have feeding experts who can answer your questions and it's targeted to your specific questions. And also it's filtering out all the noise with baby led meeting. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to how to get your child to self-feed. And I think it was nice for me having the live Q&As. And I always tell everyone, like, that is where you're putting your money in. Like, you're paying for a course, yes. There are pre-recorded videos, yes. And those are very helpful. But I think the most important part of this course is the live Q&As because everything is tailored to you and other people in your group. And I think hearing questions from other moms, a lot of times, like, my questions were, like, tied tailored to what Kate was experiencing right now. But some of the questions they would ask would be relevant for like a week later when Kate was doing the same thing. And I already knew the answer. I was like, oh yeah, okay, Katie or Dawn said this.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story about your baby led weaning journey and the 100 First Foods with Kate. It has been such a pleasure watching her learn how to eat.
5: Thank you, Katie. Thank you for all you do and Dawn as well. I really, really, really appreciate it.
0: All right, next up is Gina Giacomoni. Gina's a mom of Darby Kate. She's one of like the original 100 First Foods graduates. This little girlfriend is so adorable. She's got a great Instagram with her 100 First Foods. I'm gonna to link to that in the show notes for you guys. But not only did Darby Kate hit the 100 First Foods mark, she's about to turn two. Now she's got a little sister, Sayla Joe, who is just about turning six months old. And so Gina, their mom, is gonna give you kind of a little rundown on how she did 100 First Foods the first time and then what she's doing a little bit different this time. Take us back. I know Darby Kate just turning to but like a year and a half ago when she was six months and you started Solid Foods, how did you decide to do baby led weaning or where did you learn about it and why the 100 First Foods approach?
6: Okay, so my niece is five and I very vaguely remember my sister saying the words baby led weaning and literally that's the only context I had for it. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't even know if my sister really did it. But I just knew that Darby was kind of coming up on eating solid foods of some sort. So I just kind of started researching everything and I came across your page and then I became obsessed and I followed everything and I just wanted to learn more because I really wanted to go down this path. Like not buying baby food was very appealing to me.
0: Your 100 Fruit Foods highlight, like I went through the whole thing recently, it's amazing because I feel like Darby Kate had two teeth for most of her foods.
6: Like she did. It was she crazy. Did.
0: Okay, did you get more confident in her ability to do meat as a result of the whole 100 First Foods approach?
6: Yes. I was not nervous. And I feel like um, I had the Hundred First Foods program where they Dawn has the videos of like the best way to prepare things. So I felt confident in like if I make the meat tender, if I use dark meat versus the white meat, if I make sure it's juicy and not dry, different textures. I was I was fine with it. I felt like I was pretty confident in her ability. And I'm sure you will talk about this or have talked about this, but she did have a couple of gagging episodes on different kinds of foods. But I feel like after I watched all the videos, I was prepared for them. And I almost like trusted her to get it out, to figure it out. And she always did.
0: And I think that's so key. Like seeing really is believing. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it can feel so isolating when you're starting solid foods, if you're like you're the only one in the partnership who wants to do it or you don't have friends who do or family members. But then one of the beauties of this program is that you have this kind of group of built-in friends and people doing the same exact thing as you at the same time. And you can like kind of bounce ideas off of each other, share videos, which is so cool with like today's era. Like I could see every single food your daughter was eating every day. It was so cool.
6: Yeah. I'm so excited. I feel like I need to spend a week just going back through everything, refreshing myself, printing out the count printing out the checklists, like just really get back into it. My husband made fun of me with Darby for the first time because he was like, you are becoming a baby feeding nerd. I said, yeah, I am. And it's fine. Awesome. Well, thank
0: you so much for sharing all of this with us, Gina. I really appreciate
6: it. No problem. It was so good to talk to you. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that
0: episode featuring some of the 100 First Foods graduates. This was such a fun episode to put together. I got to talk to these moms from all over the world who successfully helped their babies get a safe start to solid foods by helping them eat 100 foods before they turned one. So if you're starting solid foods and you're feeling at all apprehensive or scared or nervous, about pushing your baby's palate beyond those simple starter foods. I hope that you found these moms' stories inspiring, and I hope that you feel inspired to go out and do the same. So, if you want to check out the 100 First Foods program, my colleague Don Winkleman and I co teach this program just a few times a year. It's open for enrollment right now. Go to 100firstfoods.com to learn more. And thanks so much for listening. Bye now.